Hi, uh, this is Nicole Brandt with 150 Roses. Um, I am here on a Thursday um, starting my podcast about vulnerability. Um, I've had a little hiatus from my podcast. Um, it's been an interesting two months for me, um, trying to figure out next steps, um, picking up and just leaving everything in New York and I guess at this point, starting over back in Austin. Um, and I just needed some time um, to unpack my thoughts and really promote and present substance that I believe would be valuable um, to people listening, all of my 20 followers. But um, anyway, um, I've come to a point where I realize creating and presenting myself and expressing myself is so visceral to who I am and it really makes me happy and it makes my soul um I don't know very ease itself through my presenting and posting and creativity but through that I want to make sure that um what I'm posting is going to be valuable and for it will help other people that have ever struggled with mental health and all these different things going on in the world that it could be beneficial for you all in some way so it just took me a little bit to find that um to find that substance I picked up painting again which is great um I have come to the revelation that I'll never be a drawer um I always really wanted to be a drawer when I was younger I took a drawing class in college and was horrible I was the worst drawer ever and I really want to draw people it was my dream and I just could never get the perspective down but now I feel like I'm okay with the color blending and the color palette. So that's kind of my new thing. I'm really enjoying it and going to try to incorporate some of my painting within um, my writing and um, my podcasting. So kind of do like a multimedia thing where my painting will be correlated with my writing about whatever topic um, I see fit to do during that time. And then it'll be used as a promotional um, thing for my podcast. Um, Great, enough of that. So I want to get started with what we want to talk about today, which is vulnerability. Um, As you all know, I have been vulnerable for a lot of my life. I am a creative. I love to express myself. Um, But through that whole process and through so many years of being so vulnerable with my blogging and my artistic expression, um, there has been some goods and bads. And... um, some healthiness and some unhealthiness and I just want to unpack it um, with everyone so anyone that wants to be vulnerable wants to express themselves that you do it from a place of mental health and emotional um, love and self-love and and not from any other reason besides you want to express yourself in a in a creative way Um, so let's get started I am going to talk briefly about um my road to vulnerability and kind of um, where, how it did kind of start off being from a place of emotional scarcity. And what I mean from a place of emotional scarcity is that it was a place that I was cry cry for help, wanting to be seen and kind of in a state of glamorizing my victimhood. And um, I I believe um, it it was from a place of, in some ways, creativity, but also in some ways of, of toxic expression. 
Um, I was, at that time, I was really depressed. Um, I had very low self-esteem. I was not ready to be that vulnerable. And the blog itself was extremely inappropriate. Um, my healing process of forgiving her um, and that person that was so upset and depressed and who felt the need to be seen in that way has been the biggest, I guess, frontier for me. And also um, giving up that shame and not no longer shaming her, um, really giving that person within me so much love and ability to grow and evolve and no longer shaming her. Just knowing that she was upset and lonely and wanted to be seen that badly that she felt the need to post something that personal online. So um, anyone that's ever been vulnerable in that kind of context that is not particularly healthy, um, the best thing you can do is accept it for what it is and really give yourself immense love and forgiveness and then move forward um, being vulnerable in a way that's healthy and protected and um, really from a place of self-confidence. Um, so I want to talk about, in a more direct term, um, the three negatives from um, being vulnerable from that place I was at. Um, the first one is going to be self-betrayal. So because I was vulnerable from a place of emotional scarcity, um, I betrayed myself in a multitude of ways. Um, I would because it was from a place of you know it was it was shameful it was not from a place of high self-esteem I would give myself away and I wouldn't um I wasn't being vulnerable in a way that was correlated or that had a main purpose so it just was kind of me bleeding my heart out which was beautiful in in a way but it wasn't truthful and that's just the truth of it. It wasn't truthful. It wasn't truthful. It was a little bit inauthentic. Um, two, self-denial. So when I post that blog, and I won't talk that much into it. If you really want to find it, you can. Um, but it was kind of this place of, um, because it wasn't truthfully from a place of, of emotional health, um, you, I was able to deny my own um, needs and my own need to see a therapist or to work through these issues in a way that was uh, more appropriate and more conducive to actual healing. And so the blog was able, which basically allowed me to deny my own needs to grow and to mentally um, heal my wounds. Um, and also incorporate to my third point, which was um, over self-inflation. Um, because of the self-denial, I had to inflate my sense of self to, to feel safe and to, and to feel protected. When in general, um, I really wasn't in, inside. I didn't feel all the things I was posting or what I was saying, but I had to feel the, that way to protect myself. So yeah, it was really chaotic. Um, it was kind of this whirlwind of shame, pain, chaos, um, and then eventually healing, but a lot of shame, pain, and chaos. So um, I just recommend anyone, um, when you're vulnerable, make sure it's healthy and it's safe and it's somewhere that, um, or something that you really believe you're posting has value and um, that you believe in. Even if it's a, a piece of art or a doodle, you have to believe that 
um, in yourself that what you're doing is from a place of core self-confidence and self-esteem. Um, great. Now that's out of the way. Um, I want to talk about some people, um, that really kind of opened up my mind and brain to healthy vulnerability. Um, that is like, uh, Ruby Carr. I remember reading her on a train, um, from London to Paris and I went on this train by myself and it was right after college and I was just, I was in an I kind of took a couple steps backward for my healing, but I was still really interested in self-growth. And um, I was reading all these self-help books and I found her book in a bookstore and at the train station in, in London uh, at King's Cross. And um, I started reading, I started reading um, Ruby Carr. And I think Ruby Carr is one of the best examples for me of healthy vulnerability. Um, it was her book is very, very deep and very intense, but she believed in herself so much and the way she did it was beautiful. Um, and I watching her now evolve into this, you know, world author, um, it was because she believed in herself and she wasn't teetering on where I was with my vulnerability on shame, pain and chaos. It was truly from a sense of wanting to tell her story and tell her truth, um, with integrity and humility. Um, Another person I love um, is Brina Brown. Um, I'm sure you've heard of her. She's pretty famous, but she was someone that talked about vulnerability um, from more like sociological, so, like psychiatric or like from a place of like science. Uh, she was a researcher and she went and was researching happiness. And then it brought her um, to shame and vulnerability, which is so interesting. Um, and she's amazing her books are amazing it really helped me understand um how vulnerability was sorry that's bonnie bonnie shut up um sorry how vulnerability um was so correlated to shame um and it helped me understand my own shame story and and how i realized that my vulnerability was unhealthy essentially um but her her stuff is great you can get it on an audiobook um she has two two really great, a couple of really great books that um, changed my life. Um, and then the third one um, is one of my favorites. It's Nadja Zabian. Um, she's a little bit similar to Ruby Carr because she has a similar writing style, but she really um, centers in on narcissism and what it's like to be narcissistically abused. Um, it's a beautiful work of art. Um, and she has three books. Uh, my favorite, Sparks of Phoenix. I think her writing really goes into this beautiful turn, um, very empowering um, and just beautiful. Um, she's another one uh, who took her need to be vulnerable and creative, but was backed by true self-confidence and true self-love that was able to promote herself in a way um, that was beautiful and real. Um, so I wanna talk about um, some things of about shame um, and how it correlates unhealthy vulnerability, at least with my um, experience. So I, um, I think a lot of my vulnerability was from shame because of my childhood. Um, I grew up pretty ostracized from the community um, due to some family dysfunction and cultural differences. Um, the community I grew up in was really tight-knit, which is was actually beautiful looking back. Um, super, super religious. Um, and I, my sister and I were, um, 
just very not part of it for different reasons. It wasn't the community's fault. It's just, it's just the way things were. And I always felt, you know, out of, out of the circle or out of the group. Um, and then with family dysfunction, it just was kind of the topple, toppling on the cake, I guess. And so, um, I think when I'm, when I'm, when I was vulnerable from an unhealthy place, it was really, really, really about the need to be seen and heard. Um, most of my childhood, I was quiet, um, very introverted. I, my best friend was a librarian um, for a lot of middle school. Um, I have a lot of shame stories from childhood um, that now I look back at with um, self-love and with humor, uh, not much as with shame and of um, denial. Um, but yeah, so that's, I think, where a lot of my um, unhealthy vulnerability stem from and that shame of feeling ostracized from a community. Um, and then also, I think, a lot of, I've read a lot of books about Bonnie. Stop. I've read a lot of books about um, the false ego and what happens um, when you feel that when your emotional needs have not been met when you're younger and how it morphs into... Um, the false ego and some narcissistic behavior. Um, so I believe because of my upbringing and then I went to college in a different state all by myself, um, I developed a false ego to protect myself and to get through it and to survive. Um, and it was very detrimental to me because it wasn't who I was um, and I wasn't authentically that giving, that confident, and it just everything I was presenting was not how I was feeling inside, and it was a facade. Um, so I want to talk about this because, and it's not something I want to get into it because there's so much literature online that if you are interested in it, you can go research on your own time um, and you're within your own intrigue. But uh, I believe that when you are vulnerable and you develop a false ego, you are susceptible to toxic relationships. Um, because you're vulnerable and your confidence is not coming from a true place, um, people that are toxic can pick up on that and can, and can compartmentalize on the fact that you're, you're, you're a little bit emotionally unhealthy. Um, that's not a fun thing to say or to talk about. It's, it is what it is. Um, I did have some toxic relationships in my past I don't try to unpack them because I don't really see the need to. Um, if you're interested in toxic relationships and personality disorders, um, just Google it. You'll have a bunch of re- literature online about it, and you can make your own connections with your own personal life. But I do want to bring that up as in far as far as terms of vulnerability. That excuse me. That um, it is very very related to toxic relationships if you are not healthily vulnerable. Um, Great, that's a lot. Um, I do think that if you take from this podcast and you want to be vulnerable, um, definitely read Brianna Brown. Um, She'll give you the best understanding of vulnerability. Um, If you have been vulnerable and had toxic relationships in the past and now are in a place of being scared to be vulnerable again and scared to be vulnerable with people. Um, just read about some personality disorders. Um, 
like narcissistic and sociopathy and learn about um, making boundaries. And if you are more tend to be a codependent, read about codependency. And hopefully those things can help you unpack your own behavior and and where your vulnerability went wrong. Or, and so you're able to um, protect yourself against toxic people and you can um, really evolve into the person that you've always wanted to be. And you can be vulnerable and be a creator from a place of self-love, integrity, truth, um, and self-confidence. Um, because I believe to truly be a creator, you have to you have to do it in a place that you know no matter what anyone says, anyone how anyone responds, what anyone comments on, that you believe in your work and your soul and so much that it doesn't matter that you know who you are and you know your work and what you have to say is important enough and you are not going to change or fall um, uh, fall pervy or fall susceptible to other people's opinions of you. Um, I think that's true self-confidence and it's a place I, I feel like I am now that I've always wanted to be and I wrote about being there when I wasn't, but now I really am and I am so excited for that. So um, I hope you guys have a great day and I will talk to you soon. If you have any questions or want some further insight into the topics that I have discussed in this podcast, um, please reach out. Um, My website is 150roses.com. There's some contact information on there. If you ever had any questions or concerns um, about the topics that I have discussed today, look out for my next video. I think I'm going to center around self-betrayal and learning how to forgive yourself for your self-betrayal. Self-betrayal is, um, is I think, one of the main pillars of unhealthy vulnerability. Um, And that's something I want to go more depth with with everyone because I think it's very important to forgive yourself from self-betrayal to evolve into um, self-forgiveness. So great. Uh, This is Nicole Brandt. I um, hope you have a great rest of your day and hear from me soon. Great. Bye.